Hi there, hero fans! Welcome to Shield Maidens, a brand new podcast where we explore the people, plots, and problems of our favourite superhero stories. I'm Amy Snow, and I'm joined by Laura Crow and Kylie Robinson to talk about the best and worst of the MCU and to discuss the new movie, Doctor Strange. You'll hear Laura's idea of the perfect hero. Yeah, we know me. I prefer him in that film. When he's been like held hostage <laughs> and probably starved. In his weakened state, <laughs> yeah, Laura will swoop in. Yes. Kylie discusses the real issues we face day to day. See, I get confused because when people say TFA, they mean The Force Awakens. Star Wars. Oh, and I see the first, the first Avenger, Avenger and I go yeah. and I get violent with Laura's tots I'm trying to talk about the multiverse and you <laughs> kicking my tots you can follow us at Shield Maidens on Twitter or Shield Maidens Podcast on Tumblr but for now just turn up the volume settle in and join us for lipstick and libations I'm a regular guy Laura Crow. Hello, Amy Snow. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. <coughs> no problem. I really and appreciate it. I wonder if Kylie will join us now. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Great. She'll 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 be more animated <laughs> later when her libations have been imbued. The mug of whiskey. Imbibed. <laughs> imbibed. <laughs> imbued. The mug of whiskey will kick in. The mug in. of whiskey will kick in. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll just wait a while. Okay, so we're here to talk about the MCU. We're here to talk, well, we're going to start, well, will we start with our top three Marvel movies? As an icebreaker. As an icebreaker. It's a good idea. I'm going to open up the floor to Laura first, as she seems to be a bit more um, verbal. <gasps> Laura, what are your top three Marvel movies? Well, do they have to be in a particular order? No. No particular order. Oh, I've got a jelly bean. Sorry. <laughs> I just found this. Rogue jelly bean. <laughs> Rogue jelly bean. Um, okay, so in, in no particular order, my my top three MCU films would be um, Captain America the First Avenger. Oh, okay. Which is often overlooked. Controversial. Yeah. I wouldn't say controversial. Well, it is controversial. I'd say cause... forgotten. Oh. Yeah. A forgotten gem. Forgotten gem. So I would say. Do you think it'll have a, a revival in like 20 years? People will look back and, well, and realise their mistake? Maybe, because it's quite different for a superhero movie to be completely set in like the 1940s. Mm, that's true. That, that's why I like it. Yeah, that it's a period piece. It is. And it, it's done marvellously well. I like it. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's so innocent. I think. I also like it because a lot of it was filmed around Manchester and I'm like, that's the northern quarter when Richard Armitage is driving in a car. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I like um, the bit where the kid is like, oh, don't worry about me, mister, I can swim. Go get him! And obviously you've got Peggy. Yes, Peggy is obviously a huge draw. Um, a huge draw. Yeah. And and Bucky. And Bucky. Bucky. Well, Bucky, Bucky plays such a much smaller role in that film that I feel like The Winter Soldier is a better... I mean, if you're if you're looking for Bucky time, I know, but that's that's but it's the potential, isn't that's it? That's Bucky before before it all happens. I know, that's I know, of him. I know. The before he one. beefed up as well. I yeah, we know me. I prefer him in that film when he's been like held hostage <laughs> and, and probably starved in his weakened state. <laughs> yeah, Laura will swoop in. Yes, you know when when they just march yeah. back in. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like three cheers for Captain America. Oh, I do like that bit. And though. he looks so sad. Yes, he's like three cheers yeah. for Captain America. Boo-hoo. He does look really sad. It's yeah. because everyone's now everyone's very enamoured with his Steve, his yeah. own personal Steve. And also because he's got he's, to share. He's he probably a good needs actor. a wash as well. <laughs> they could really all use a good, good long shower. 
Yeah. Yeah. So no, that was one. Not too oh. much food. Oh no! No. Okay. You just want to keep them on a tight leash, there. Do you? <laughs> that that's one. One of your top three. Yeah. Yeah. Then I guess continuing on that theme <clears throat> would be Captain America: Civil War. Okay. Recent, Which also features in my top three. A recent hit. Yeah. I mean that. A recent a, hit. <laughs> that's also quite. Bucky Barnes heavy. I agree that it is Bucky. It's it's the first time when we see Bucky and we think, oh, maybe actually he'll get some character development and screen time now and some lines. Yeah, and yeah. he gets to buy some fruit. Oh, Does. but then he never gets to eat it. <laughs> I hate that. That's one of my, I would say, worst pet peeves But he in gets films to speak is some when the Romanian. characters don't get to eat their food. Yes, and he gets to speak Romanian. Yes, and he doesn't get to eat his food. Just find it heartbreaking. I really do. Like when you're watching something and somebody buys a lovely meal and then somebody whisks in and they're like, "Whoops!" and it's happening. Gotta yeah, go. people and you run think, away from their food. I would got, be like, I would no, not. I'd have be to... like, pack this food up for me. Yeah, I've got a mission. I'm taking it. I have paid for this pizza. Mm. It's like when Steve goes to his apartment and is eyeing up his Kit Kats, but then <laughs> yeah. that squad comes and crashes in. <laughs> what? They could have just sat and had a Kit Kat. What Kit Kat? He's on top, on of, the top of his Bucky. Yeah, on top of his diary. Oh yeah. yeah, he's got like energy bars and stuff. No, as it's well. Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something chocolatey. It's like yeah, like a caramel Kit Kat or something. Yeah, like a. You know, you buy them in a pack in the supermarket, <laughs> like for your kid's lunch. Oh my god, I totally missed it's that. Not... I thought he had like protein bars. No, no, it's no, totally a kid. Yeah. No, oh my I god. Agree with oh, and he didn't have that. Did he not have that in the 1940s? Kit Kat's been around a surprisingly long time. Yeah. I think Kit Kat's been around since about the 1920s. Well, maybe that's why he bought it because it reminded him of his past. Him of the past. <laughs> that and, and a potato. Uh, and <laughs> moving swiftly on, my third would have to be Avengers. Or Avengers Assemble, yes, because that's the kind of it brought us all to it brought us to where we are. Today. It, brought, it brought us all together. It brought us to where we are now. <laughs> it it made, made us who we are, wasn't it? But what's the word? Um, ca- ca- solidifying. No, solidifying. we were forged. It brought them as galvanized. Team. Galvanized. Galvanized. It was the first ensemble piece. Da, it was the first, and we were all da, so da, worried da, da, about how it would work. And da, it worked out fine. Thanks, Carly. Just a little background music for you there. And obviously, you have you have Loki in that one. Mm. He is the best villain. Yeah, the best villain. You get a little bit of Bruce being a little bit tortured. Yeah, you get the best. The best Hulk we've ever seen. You get mm. you get um a bit of and that was Tony, a surprise. Tony being a bit yeah, um, it was a total surprise. Everyone was like, "Oh, the Hulk, that's worked yeah, out well so yeah. far." <laughs> Trying again, are you? <laughs> Great. And then it was just the best Hulk. Was, so Kylie, any crossover there in your top three? Well, again, no particular order. No, there is an order. I do have an order. Okay. My my top one would be the Winter Soldier. Okay. I like the sort of spy thriller aspect of it. Right. And how often would you watch The Winter Soldier? A day? Is this? (laughs) I have been known. I have been known to watch it several times in a day. I wouldn't say every day. What would you say your monthly average is? My comfort film. What would you say your monthly average is? Ooh, ooh. uh, Three? Let's say three. three times it depends, a maybe. Okay, well that that seems to be. I mean, that would be a clear indication that it's. But it that's grew a popular on me. choice, though. It is Everyone a popular lists choice. that as 
You but know? I only saw it once in the cinema, you see. And I was like, yeah, that was quite good. But then suddenly I was like, oh, I love this film. I like how on Tumblr, people don't call it The Winter Soldier. They call it Captain America, The Winter Soldier, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just isn't The Winter Soldier. It's Captain America, The Winter Soldier, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. <laughs> it deserves its full title. <laughs> see, I get confused because when people say TFA, they mean The Force Awakens. Oh, Star Wars. And I see The, the First, First Avenger, Avenger. And I go... Yeah. What? I would. I would be the same. I would be the same. I mean, I love Star Wars, but yeah, the first Avenger. I, I see the first Avenger when I see that. See, if you just say Captain America, what which film do you instantly think of? Of the three, the second one. <laughs> well, it depends I don't on what you're saying. Like, I'd probably say the Winter Soldier, but then no, I'd I would probably yeah. say Captain America. I don't think I would ever call the first Avenger the first Avenger. I'd call it Captain America. Yeah, me too. That's and then I'd yeah. probably call the Winter Soldier the Winter Soldier. I call the Winter Soldier Winter Soldier. But if you said Captain America to me, I'd probably. I don't mean as a word association. I mean, if someone said, oh, I watched Captain America. Uh, oh, well, I would. Yeah, I guess I think they would mean, mean the first one. Yeah. 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 Which would also be on my list, as it is on Laura's list. Because yeah, but where is it? Number one, number big, two, or number three? I believe I found it called a hidden gem. It is a hidden <laughs> gem. It is. I agree with you there, Laura. <laughs> it's big cat fan. I would. So I that's would two. There. Two. I feel like you're picking them for Cap and I'm picking them for that's Peggy and Bucky. That's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got it covered. Yeah, and then I would say the Avengers as well. God. Avengers Assemble. Because, again, it's what, you know, that is the first one when I was like, wow, I like this universe. I liked the other separately, mm. although, as I said to you earlier, I didn't see Iron Man until just before the Avengers came out, and I was like, well, I should watch this. And I did very much enjoy it. I did that with Thor, and I really hated it, it the first time I watched Thor, but now I actually quite like it. It grows on you, doesn't it? The first time I watched Thor, I was like, what is Kenneth Branagh doing with his life? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I really is... liked I Thor. I watched Thor. it I do love just the first before Thor. Avengers, and it was like a chore watch. I was like, this is so long and so boring. No, I think um, it's quite... Sh- I feel quite... I like it. I think it's, it's grown on me. It's yeah, grown on me. It now. But I okay. feel like there's not much... <laughs> likes it now. There's yeah. not much in it, is there? There's like certain good scenes peppered by quite boring bits. I didn't find it boring, but I didn't feel like there was much in there. I mean, it was more a case of like, this is Thor, this is Loki, this is what's happening, and this is the love interest. Yeah. And then they're drinking now and singing. But it was because it was one of the first, I suppose. You didn't really judge it so much because... Now, when a Marvel clone comes out, you really scrutinise it and compare it to the others. Yeah. But they weren't so connected then. But I watched it out of sequence kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched Iron Man early on. Well, I mean, I watched Iron Man when it was in cinema. And for some reason, it didn't really hit me then. But when I got the DVD, suddenly my world caught fire and Robert Downey Jr. was at the centre of it. (laughs) So, Amy, what are your top three? (laughs) Um, I think Iron Man would have to go in there. Just because it's where it all started and... And the, the Tony feels. The Tony feels. I thought you were going to say it's at the tone. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the tone as the Tony feels. Yeah, I mean, it set us down a road of Tony feels, but like it also set the tone of the kind of serious co- and jokiness. Well, that was new, wasn't it? Because before, I mean, obviously everything has a different tone. <laughs> but, you know, things are quite specific. Like you have the X Men, you have the X Men films. Yeah, you had Spider Man, you had Fantastic Four. Yeah, you had you know all the others, and then Iron Man was suddenly so different because of its. I feel like even in Doctor Strange now, it's picked up the thread of the kind of 
oh, he's sassy and he's funny, but it's also got serious undertones. Iron Man was the first superhero film that <laughs> wasn't, like, spoofy? Yeah, I feel Iron like Man. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Iron Man was the first superhero film that had a completely different tone. And I keep thinking, sorry, when I said undertone, I was like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where your mind's going. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't hear you when you said Iron Man. <laughs> um... I suppose it was post Dark Knight and everything, wasn't it? Though as well, which was the new. Was it post Dark? Yeah, movie? yeah, and it was. That was like the way superhero movies were going. So Iron Man it was, was a... wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, quite contemporary. I think, so. I think I forget how long ago Iron Man came out. Mm, oh, two thousand and eight. Yes, that was so when Dark Knight came out. Yeah, but yeah, that came out quite. Early but there's such polar opposites. I think it was just an amazing um, alchemy of John Favreau. Mm-hmm. And Robert and Tony Jr. just coming together with Marvel and it just worked. Like it was obviously the whatever process that they used, it it just created this character and it created this but like actually when you go back and watch Iron Man, it's really different to the other ones even now. Yeah. I mean, even the second Iron Man was completely different to the first one. The first Iron Man film started halfway through the film. It started when Tony was being blown up. Mm. And then you go back. And you you work up to that point, um, and like I suppose that could be comparable to Captain America, couldn't it? Because the Captain America starts with them finding the shield mm, in the ice, yeah, and then you the forget about the that as you watch yeah, the film. you completely forget. Yeah, like in what? Captain America, it literally takes the whole film to get back to that point. Yeah. Where with Iron Man, it kind of it jumps back and yeah. forward, and like I don't. I personally can't remember any other films that have done that, but I mean, I'm definitely the worst memory of anyone ever. But can can you think of any definitely other? Not- superhero films up to that point yeah I mean it felt like not a superhero film but it just happened to have a superhero in it I suppose because most of it was I suppose because he didn't have powers yeah and he wasn't righteous yeah but most superhero films I mean Marvel anyway they'd all had powers Fantastic Four X-Men Spider-Man it's about them (laughs) discovering their powers whereas Tony it's like Everything's I'm motivated. in this situation, I just need to use my brain to get out of it. Everything's and then... fueled by guilt for him, which yeah. is I mean, okay, arguably Peter Parker his his motivation is that he feels responsible for his uncle's death and that he swore to him that he would, you know But he also has the powers of a spider. Yeah, so. whereas Tony's Tony's just a normal guy. Well he's not normal, definitely not yeah, a playboy. <laughs> Philanthropist. <laughs> um but yeah, I think I think it was the fact that it was it was really a movie about a hotshot genius who totally turned everything around and um, and the kind of the superhero suit was just it's almost secondary to everything else that's going on. Yeah. But I mean, you were still on his side even yeah. though he's kind of an ass. Yeah, completely. And I think that's partially to do with the fact that we're looking at how he's been misled in his life and how you could understand that anyone would be a bitch, you know, anyone would, I suppose the more we learn about Tony, the more we realise that he uses his sarcasm and his, um, his kind of, um, what's, his kind of, charisma, his charisma to deflect from what's really troubling him and what's, you know, really troubled him all his life. So, I mean, if he grew up feeling rejected and if he grew up feeling like, you know, he was never really appreciated, then he grew up 
learning the skill of deflecting that by kind of saying things like, well, you know, I am a genius billionaire playboy. Like, I mean, those things are so quick to roll off his tongue. Yeah, he's because, got the answer ready. Because he's, he's so used to feeling inag- inadequate and feeling like, you know, betrayed by people. Yeah. And when Obadiah Stane betrays him, it's like another father, na- figure. another father figure gone, another father figure who's let him down. So that's your. So that's, yeah. my no- that's, <laughs> that's your number one. That's my number one. Um, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, love that. Glad to see that making another entry. Another appearance yeah. in the top three because, well, because I I just I think like a huge reason why I think as well like women and girls respond so well to the MCU is because a lot of the um action is character driven. Yes, it's not just. I mean, yes, there are huge set pieces and explosions, but it's not purely banal it's it's a lot of it is motivated by actual character development and and every character has a backstory they have relationships with each other things often make context make sense in context and i think people were worried about the ensemble becoming so huge in civil war but it it held it, it yeah it didn't no one got lost in it mm. yeah everyone had something to do and everyone had a moment yeah like even spider-man who was only in it briefly like you came away remembering Spider-Man. People loved Spider-Man in that film. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Um, so that's my other one of my other top three. And coming in at slot number three. I don't know. I know. I'm going to have to push you. Oh, God. Um, name some Marvel name some, name some. The Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go post. Thor 2 Ragnarok. No. Three. Three. Um. The Dark World. The Dark World, thought you, The Dark World. It wouldn't be on my top three. Guardians? Ant-Man? No. Ant-Man I really liked, but I don't think it would be my top three. Ultron? Like, I think it would probably be Captain America. First Avenger. First Avenger. Mm. Or The Winter Soldier. <sighs> no, maybe The First Avenger. I don't See, know. It's got Peggy. You know what? Has, yes. One I think has I'm Peggy, just, Can one I just insert a character in as in my top three? Can I just put <laughs> Peggy in there? Yeah. Can I like put the Agent Carter series? Can we series? just put Peggy we'll... in at number one? Yeah, okay, can we'll we put like a blanket? Series can, we put, can, we put, can we put Peggy as a blanket number one? <laughs> yeah. So for all of us. Yeah. And then Bucky also. Yeah. And Steve. And Tony. Okay. <laughs> and Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we sorted that Take out and narrowed us down. So now we've done that brief introduction. <laughs> Yeah, it only took what, like twenty minutes. Oh, twenty minutes. Fab. <laughs> so now we've done that brief, brief introduction. Um, maybe we should go into what we want to talk about. Okay. Well, I would like to know. Um, Kylie, how did you find? We saw Doctor Strange. We did see we Doctor saw Strange together. Mm-hmm. There was no crying involved. There was not. That was refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. And I think partly because, as you said before. Sometimes you see a trailer and you think, well, I won't get my hopes up. Mm. But then you go in and you think, I'm having fun. No, I think exactly what I said was, when the trailer is shit, (laughs) (laughs) the film is probably going to be good. And if the trailer is excellent, the film probably... I enjoyed it. It wouldn't wouldn't make my top three, but I had a thoroughly good time watching it. But you've only seen it once. Yeah, That is true. And the first time I saw Winter Soldier... I didn't come out blown away. It could grow on you like a mature cheddar, like a like a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it breathe. Honestly, like I'm gonna you let need it breathe. To. That's because the thing. I'm still letting civil war breathe. Oh Even... no, a civil war is in my system. <laughs> yeah, I've I've internalized civil war. 
Yeah. I'm waiting till Christmas to get the DVD. So I found that when I was watching Doctor Strange, I was enjoying it, like even on a a kind of a I don't know. I was enjoying it on a a more like a, a present level. I was going, okay, I can appreciate what they're trying to do here with the character, mm. and I'm appreciating. I appreciate that they're trying to take him away from the glory of being a superhero and from the glory of being a super surgeon. And they're kind of trying to make him think more in terms of um, what is, you know, getting yourself sorted out and then everything else will follow from there, you know? I suppose that's quite good in a way because with a lot of the others, I mean, so far we've seen them have the powers mm. and then, well, I suppose Tony's the prime example of this, and then the breakdown, whereas Doctor Strange has started with the breakdown <laughs> and then going upwards using the powers using the powers to get over it instead of letting the powers be the thing that drags him down in a way mentally has, has anyone else hit rock bottom besides tony and stephen strange before they got their powers i mean i guess you could say when bucky fell off that front <laughs> that's kind of hitting rock bottom <laughs> he's not technically a hero yet but though also technically at that point which when we talk about that, I always kind of forget. By that point, he has been experimented on, and that's why he survived the fall. Yeah. Uh, it's so, really easy to overlook that because you don't think about it when you It's just kind of there dormant, isn't it, at that yeah, point? Yeah, it wouldn't like, be. In fact, I remember reading that Sebastian Stan didn't even expect to ever be in another one. Yeah. yeah so when right. they phoned him up and said, we've got the Winter Soldier here, he was like, what? He's so beautiful. Did he do it in Romanian? Did he go like, I'm oh, sure what? he did. And then he ate some plums. <laughs> oh, he's a beautiful but, man. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Like, Stephen Strange was in a very bad place. He had nowhere else to go. He literally had no, he was at the end of the earth. He had nothing left. Well, we assume he had nothing left. We assume he had he sold everything. He wasn't necessarily a nice guy. Mm-mm. No, Rachel McAdams really could have done a lot better. She Who helped. drives like that also? I was I'm so sorry, cross. He, I'm surprised it's only his hands did you that see got the, damaged in that. Did you see the little warning they put in the credits that yeah. was like, I do not condone yeah. Jane Don't drive like this. Drive safely, <laughs> always. Give you superpowers. Don't, um, you know, try and diagnose patients while you're driving on a cliff. Yeah. A cliff edge. <laughs> like, was it Pink Floyd playing? <laughs> oh my God. And did you did you catch the roadie um, yeah. reference in, yeah. the, in the car? Yeah. <clears throat> Which kind of gives that film a time frame. Yeah, I was wondering about that. There was something else as well, wasn't there? I'm sure there was lots. We've only seen it once. We saw the Avengers Tower at the beginning. Yeah. That was glimpsed. It was glimpsed. Wide angle. At a wide, in a wide angle lens. Wide angle lens. Um, and, then, and then I never saw it. I don't think I saw it again. I might have seen it twice and then I don't think I saw it again. I don't know I, how many times they panned over New York. They though. panned I got very all... confused about what angle we were looking at certainly from the film. place the institute or whatever it was where the um people guarding the world were like the new york institute yeah the new york institute yeah <laughs> um you couldn't see it definitely i suppose you can't see it from everywhere though i have a question yeah if you took off his american accent <laughs> was he sherlock because in a lot of ways they were very similar characters, and I bet that was hard as an actor to try and make them different. No, I know you haven't seen Graham Norton yet, but I believe he comments on that. Does he? I actually didn't catch that. I think that's a question. Because I found it very 
yeah, I did find it when I was watching it, like, he has a lot of the same traits, like, obviously he's super intelligent, he's not exactly a brilliant people person. Mm. Um, I did find he wasn't as, I mean, I think that it's been alluded to in Sherlock that Sherlock is almost certainly on the autism spectrum. I don't think that Stephen Strange presented that way. I think he's presented as an asshole who was over entitled and and never really like. I mean, clearly he was gifted because he had a photographic memory, and he obviously which is also a very Sherlock thing. Yeah, (laughs) but um, he never would have had to have worked for anything, you know. Well, I suppose though he did say he became how how did when she was like how did you become the best doctor in the world? He's like I worked for it. Yeah. But then he also said, I have a photographic memory. That's how I got my MD and my PhD True. at the same time. Or something like that. about it. He was like, that's how I got that. With my terrible American accent. I suppose, yeah, I suppose what I'm saying is, I guess, coming coming to it from like an actor's point of view. The characters, I guess. So similar. Quite similar headspace. Yeah. He has yeah. more watches, though. <laughs> and more money. <laughs> I see what you're Fancy saying. I w- do you, and are you also possibly hinting at um, that maybe he was had to be American to distinguish him from Sherlock. Well, I think, I guess the character's American, isn't he, in the comics? But but we don't know what, what race or anything he was, so it doesn't... That's true. I mean, he doesn't... Um, he doesn't speak, you know? I mean, he could have... I personally think if you have Benedict Cumberbatch, you get him to use his own brilliant voice. I know. It was disappointing at times. It wasn't as bad as Martin Freeman, though, was it? No. Oh, bless him. Bless his little heart. <laughs> little hobbit. Little hobbit heart. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. It was, it, was tr- it was true. There were a lot of moments where I was like, wow. Can I also briefly mention, I feel like this is to do with it, but the music. Okay, Bing. the whole way through, <laughs> Kylie and I were leaning over to each other like, that's the Star Trek soundtrack. Da, There's a little... No, I can't do it now. That kept coming up. All the time. Then we also had a little bit of uh, Lord of the Rings Coral. There was that ensemble. was lovely. I enjoyed that, <laughs> particularly at the end. I loved the harpsichord. It's lovely. The harpsichord reminded me of Sherlock, but I still enjoyed it. And there was a bit of electric harpsichord at the end, which I liked. And there was the Harry Potter vibe. There was a bit of in Harry Potter thrown the in there. <laughs> so yeah, we got a Star Trek, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. So, but, but are you saying it was a good soundtrack? I'm saying it was distracting. It okay. was. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think we even... But as lo- we looked up afterwards, Michael... Gia... Gia, Gia, Gia no, I'm saying Giacomo, but no, it's not. <laughs> the composer also did Star Trek. Yeah. Which explains oh, a lot. Oh, he did actually do Star Trek. He did actually do it. Okay. And we were sitting there going... I, what? And I did he do The Winter Soldier? He did The Winter... No, that was someone else. That was... I was born and I was watching Kingsman. Oh, yeah, that's right. A while ago. And I was texting you saying... They're just playing the Winter Soldier music all the way through it. And they are. Kylie's libations have just kicked in. Yeah. The volume just went up and up. <laughs> the, the mug of whiskey is doing its but job. I, just find yeah. it, I find it so distracting. I mean, I, I can't too. blame them for using the same things. And most people wouldn't notice. I agree. And I suppose but... it is becoming less earth-based. It opened up the whole dimensions. Yeah. The multiverse. It's true. Multiverse. So you could say, hmm. Um... 
No, it was still distracting though. Like especially from... seeing as Benedict Cumberbatch was in it, Calm. and in Star Trek, yeah, it was, and then it you're was looking Calm. and going, so confused right now. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's undeniable that the pool of actors in the genres that we enjoy is very small. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is in everything. Martin Freeman is in everything. It's it's but they're brilliant actors, which I is know. why they're such hot property. It's true, but it I think in in those cases, then you you might need to be extra sensitive about things like alluding to other soundtracks. I think soundtracks. for a very casual film viewer, you wouldn't necessarily <clears throat> I didn't, think of I it. I didn't pick up on it. No. See, I'm always listening, always from the musician's point of view. I'm always listening to the soundtrack. Like that is a primary. Thing I do I love the soundtrack. But I suppose I don't know Star Trek. I think it's just that uh, we've been watching that Star well. Trek quite a lot recently. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't necessarily have noticed because you wouldn't. It's like mm. Gladiator. I think I would. Which the theme is the Pirates of the Caribbean music, <laughs> which everybody knows now. And then you watch Gladiator it's and you're Hans like, Zimmer. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and you're watching it going, what? It's swashbuckling. You know that music now and you can't separate it. It's like you're watching Jaws and Star Wars music is playing or something. I mean, it's Russell Crowe swashbuckling. He can be. It's so distracting. He can buckle a squash. Sure he could. squash. But back to Doctor Strange. What did you think of the mirror world? The mirror it was um it was not really used a lot. It was like used it was set up and then we were like supposed to go, Okay, that'll be used later. <clears throat> and then it was used briefly Especially and then... seeing as he was like, Oh, <clears throat> anything can be deta- contained in this and then he tried to um Hannibal. He tried there, to cont- <laughs> Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. And then it was like, Oh no wait. It can't contain him. He's just stronger. And that was kind of the end. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. They were like, oh, we use it to contain things. And then they were like, nope. (laughs) I felt like that could have been explored better. But the visualness. I loved, I I thought, I mean, this is one of the, this is one of the things that goes back to when I said like, oh, the trailer is really bad. So the movie would probably be quite good. That the the trailer was overwhelming. It looked way too psychedelic and Mm. way too visually like just overpowering. And so I felt that in the film, they address it in, in a really quite a balanced way because it had to be out there. It had to be outlandish. Yeah, it's part of, again, like you said, the space phase of Marvel. Mm. It's going to be weird. And people have said it's kind of drawn its inspirations from Inception. Ah, uh, yes, I think. I um... mean, we could definitely <laughs> spot that in the buildings falling in on themselves. But I think they brought new stuff to yeah. it. I mean, the kaleidoscope stuff was It was, was very cool. 70s. Oh, it was. It was like that music video. No, it reminded me of the Lord of the Rings animated 70s with the kaleidoscope. It is, with Saruman on the thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Disco Saruman. Yeah. (laughs) This whole disco. It's like, I did find the bit when he was flying around space, just being like, whoa. At the beginning. Oh, that with was... the, the hands, with the fingers, with the, with the hands. hands. Ah, I liked I mean, that. No, I liked that. But I mean, I, thought... I suppose it was supposed to be like, Jesus, the hell is going on? Did you because... think when he was flying around, though, that like a guardian or something was going to pop up that would, you know, in a fleeting way, that would just be a little... No, because I guess the way I was looking at it was not that he was flying around the universe, but that he was flying in around his mind. W- within his own mind no. and, and the worlds that are yeah. in there. But just I mean, watching not... it was quite... You felt a little spaced out. I guess 
oh, this is going to sound really bad, but I feel like I related to it. <laughs> you frequently see hands growing from the tips of your fingers. No, but I mean, I think, you know, when he comes out of it, he goes, oh, was it was it drugs? Because, I mean, if, you, if you've yeah. ever had, like, a night, a night terror, or, like, if you've ever been, like, you know, feverish to the point of hallucination, it's that kind of crazy stuff that your, your mind... Bowie. Da- yeah, when you think you're David Bowie's dead body. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like your brain comes up with the craziest, most messed up stuff. And I think that that really captured, like in a snapshot, the way that you do when just before you wake up, that snapshot feeling of like, this is just completely wrong. I feel like it really captured that. Um, And yes, I think if you went to see it with the wrong audience, it could have been really hokey. But I think if you saw it with the right audience, who was kind of looking at it with the right perspective, because I always... I always feel like I pick up on the vibe of the... I keep knocking over the jelly top. Amy keeps kicking over my jelly top. <laughs> sorry. I respect your tots. I do. You don't respect my tots. I do. I'm trying to talk about the multiverse and you keep <laughs> kicking my tots. Um, yeah, I actually thought it was done quite well. I loved... What did you think of... Okay, I've given away what I already thought, but like Tilda Swinton. You hated it, right? Yeah, I, I really liked... <laughs> I liked her a lot. I liked her character. She was good. I she found reminded it... me of like bald Galadriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> I Yeah, I thought it, it was actually very... I felt quite depressed when... I mean, what's Hannibal's name? Um, You mean as the character? Yeah. No one Kai... knows. Oh, Caecilius. Caecilius. Which yeah. confuses me because I feel like it should be Caecilius. But that's Peter Capaldi and Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I found it quite depressing when he was sat there saying you know time is you know killing us all and we're we're just losing out to time and Mm. that's what makes our lives miserable every day we're getting older and dying and then you could sort of see Stephen Strange believing it so when she turned around and sort of said well death is what gives gives life meaning it was actually did she say that first to to Stephen Strange because that's what Stephen Strange said said when she was when they were like astral projections and it was snowing yeah. Like, and I mean, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. It's a goodie. <laughs> an oldie, but a goodie. It's still relevant. It's, it still packs a it, punch. It's, it certainly left me walking out of the cinema going, oh my God, I need to sort my life out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what age do you think um, Stephen Str- No, Stephen Strange is supposed to be. Oh. Well, he's a neurosurgeon, isn't he? I mean. 40? Do you think? 40? How old is Benedict Cumberbatch? He's 30 something. He's like 38, 39. 39, yeah. Probably about that then. I think he's older in the comics, though. He presents as older, doesn't he? Mm. How good was the cape? I love that cape. Love that cape. It's like the magic carpet from Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> I didn't realize the cape was gonna, you know, be anthropomorphic. I loved it. Mm. I loved it. I actually loved the design I was of the a cape. Big fan. Yeah. I loved that there was one shoulder tailored and yeah. one shoulder t- and one shoulder off. And I loved that it was, you know, the one chooses the wizard, Mister Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually really loved I that, that, like. Um, that at the when it came to the point where he actually reached for the cape and put it on, it didn't feel too contrived because he had history with the cape. Yeah, yes. I felt like he and the cape were on the same wa- same same wavelength. They were. That was good. I would have liked more development of the cape. But we've got the cape to come, haven't <sighs> That's we? That's true. We've got so many good times. Don't with just the cape to two. The cape I hope. Returns. I really do. You think it will do well in the box office? Yeah, it's a marvel film. But I mean. Uh, they can do not that well as well, you know. Do you mean do you think it will do in the lo- do well in the long run? What I mean I don't is, <laughs> I mean, how likely are they to to put big money into the next film? 
is there even going to be another Doctor Strange That's it, film? you know. Is Doctor Strange going to be in Infinity Wars? He yes. must be. I would say so because he's just used an Infinity Stone. Yeah. And I liked that at the end as well when Did they were like, oh, coming? by the way, no. Infinity, I didn't even think of it. I didn't either. Afterwards, I was like, well, I was like, you fool. Obviously, you fool. it's a shiny jewel. A shiny green What else could it stone? be? But yeah, I didn't. I think it's because they didn't really develop it that much. Maybe if it had been in the form of a stone, you'd have been like, well, there. But what? it was like, oh, there's the eye of, and you just go Memnon or something. Magaluf. Magaluf. What did you think of uh, Mordo? Mordo. Oh, Twittle. I, I think Twittle. he's great. I I thought like like a great actor. Oh yeah, my god, he was. Brilliant. I actually turned around to Kylie at the end and I went. Doesn't he reek of Shakespeare? Like he's got Shakespeare written all over him. He's definitely been like in the RSC or something. And we Googled it afterwards and he's done like what? plenty of no, Shakespeare. No, I knew, I knew because past time. He was in kind of Serenity. He was, he was in Serenity. Who was he? I haven't seen that And so he was long. the man, the like evil one who kept stabbing people. I haven't seen that at the long. end. But like he really, I felt like he really brought... He brought that theatricality to it that was, I mean, you can get so bogged down in the kind of, oh, we're cinematic, we're naturalistic, but actually, he because of the character that he was playing, and he was so to the letter about everything, you needed someone who could project themselves as a real, like... Sincerity. As an, as, he was very but, sincere. But almost insincere in his level of sincerity. because over he was over Over-characterisation. Over but but it I worked. thought it suited him. Fight like your life and depends on it. About like halfway through, I was just going, "Oh my god, this guy is so irritating. He needs to chill out about the rules." And like, it totally made sense his character development, which was so subtle the whole way through. Because I'm not familiar with Doctor Strange. Like, I didn't know he was going to be a baddie at the end. I did, I, and kind of spoiled, I guess, mm. by reading things beforehand. It was a surprise to me too, but I was kind of halfway through seeing it going that way. And then I was like, no, why? Because I liked him at the beginning when he was good. Now he's paralysing that man. I liked him at the start when he was like, oh, we better let him in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better give him the Wi-Fi. Yeah, give him the Wi-Fi code. He was good then. But I don't you that. think that sets up for quite an interesting relationship because that's not going to be pure, I want to kill you. Yeah, and it would have also been kind of maybe a bit generic if he just stayed like, oh, I'm the good sidekick. Mm. Oh, it would have been so wrong for him to just be the good sidekick. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to him in the next one. I am. I am too. I'd like to see how much more um, like King Lear he can bring to a role. <laughs> like when he goes really evil and crazy. Like yeah. I, I'm looking forward to But also to seeing like motivation wise, because obviously he was, you know, upset about Tilda Swinton's apparent betrayal of his beliefs and stuff. So how much is that driving him? Really, she should have astral projected to him. <laughs> what what, what was his thing at the end when he paralysed the man? That... He was like, there are too many sorcerers yeah. so taking was, your power. He wants yeah. to be the sorcerer But is he taking supreme? that for himself? Is he going to be the one? Well, he thinks he's the only one? person who can be trusted with it. Yeah. So he's taking the power from everyone else. Which is interesting. I'm not sure if that's the thing in the comics. I feel like I did read, but like that he, he wants to be the sorcerer through... Sorcerer Supreme. Um, yeah. That was that was not pleasant. It was a little bit more grown up this movie. Yes. Um, in many ways. Maybe that's what it was. We mm. said we felt shy. 
watching it at parts, like when he had all the pins stuck in his hand. Oh, gosh. And also when he pulled the bullet out of that man's head. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mind that. That was like casualty. Yeah. Anatomy. <laughs> Holy city. I, I didn't, I did close my eyes when I, when the car crashed and I saw his hands about to like smash. Oh. I couldn't watch that. I don't know what happened because my eyes were closed. I mean, seriously, he was lucky to get away with it just being his hand. What I an idiot. Dead. Yeah, what an idiot. I think everyone in the cinema was going, you need to watch a few safe driving ads. Those little hedgehogs. You know, the, the little... Take care out on the street. Yes. Use your head and then your feet. I know the hedgehogs you mean. Yeah. The hedgehogs of which you speak. Yeah, I know the whole song. I, mean. I know the whole song. I, know the, I think I know now that she sung the song. I've, I think I know them too. King of We've the Road. We've got great ones on our Yeah, island. King of the Road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he certainly was not King of the Road. No, he was, he was not. He, he was he a was. fool. A fool. But uh-huh. can't you see that in early Tony, though? Yes, but I think Tony's cars can practically drive themselves. It's true, Jarvis would have just done it. I mean, this guy was overtaking someone on a cliff bend. Oh, an idiot. Up a cliff. Are there, I mean, I know nothing about New York geography. Are there wide Californian cliffs just outside of New York like that? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, Where New Yorkers probably do. <laughs> Where was Maybe he driving to? Where like was a, a function? A do? He had he a suit on. He had a bow tie. He did mention where he was going, and I mean, it is on... It is on the coast. Was it in Maine? It was was in New England somewhere, wasn't it? So, going forwards, how do you feel like Stephen Strange sets up the next next foray into the MCU? How do you think he'll fit in? Where do you think it's going next? I mean, that end credit scene. I think that he'll be in the direct path of Thanos, between Thanos... And the Thanos ever actually gets yeah, where the hell is thrown and does anything because it's been when... what six years has it must have been I mean, when did he first appear I don't know but it was at least two years ago when he said I'm just gonna do it myself he put the glove on <laughs> yeah but where when was Guardians of the Galaxy set in relation to everything else it could have been done that's, it that's could have true. been simultaneous to the events of uh, of Doctor Strange we but just it was don't know. ah. After Avengers, that's all we know, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. And it was after Thor the Dark World mm. because the yeah. collector was trying to get another mm. True. Stone. I suppose we don't know from there on. I mean, he it could it might not even have happened yet, you know. I mean, Either way, I feel could... like Thanos is taking his time. His yeah. sweet, sweet time. Sweet, sweet time. Who plays him again? It's Josh. That guy. Brolin. Yeah, with the jaw. I was doing this because he's got and a I jaw. Remember, I remember when it was like, Thanos, Thanos will be in it. And I was like, who is Thanos? And then my brother was like, is this Thanos? Because he's a nerd, you know? Yeah. Who um, isn't Thanos? Who isn't Thanos? <laughs> There's who a little bit of Thanos in all of us. <laughs> we are all Thanos. We are Thanos. Um, I, I think that's, I think he'll, like, I think that, like, Stephen Strange will be in the direct path of protecting. And also, like, I mean, he's in, He's been told explicitly, like that, his job is basically to protect the world from those threats that are. Yeah, he's got like specific ones. He's not got the same as like hmm. the Avengers protect the, Avengers. the physical. Yeah, they've all got they've got yeah. their sections. So, do you think he will mix with the Avengers? Do you think he'll be more with the Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, obviously, he's got Thor and Loki. But do you think he's a good bridge between them? Because hmm. obviously, he's human and from earth and has similarities with other people that we've talked yeah. about and we but know... then also he has the crazy space powers 
I mean, that we know, I could see in Guardians. We know that he would be. He, we know that he's respected in that world because we've heard him mentioned as mm. a top, a threat in Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah, which was clearly before he even got his powers. Yeah, that was just that because tell that he was, so was going to become a threat. So Zola's algorithm was correct. Yeah, that was the Works. point of that thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of see that, like, he could have been in the same circles as Tony because he seems to just do the whole... I wouldn't be surprised if they knew each other. From from rich rich people gathering. Yeah, rich, rich people, people gathering. Is that, is that, is that rich what you, people in New York? Is that what you call them, rich people gathering? Where they come and wave their watches in each other's see faces. Them on, <laughs> on that grand piano. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could see that happening, but... I Yeah, what do you think, Laura? How do you think it'll go down? <laughs> I think, I mean, it's obviously very interesting from a Thor point of view to hear what he was saying at the end. I mean, there's obviously a lot of shit's gone down in Asgard, but it's clearly moved on a lot from where we last saw it because Mm. when we last saw it, it seemed like there was a lot of ambiguity about Loki being uh, being Odin. Mm. Well, that's what I found surprising. We were like, Thor, Thor, and then we were like, ooh. But now Thor and Loki are on a road trip to find Odin, was it? They yeah. were looking I think for Odin. So, yeah. Yeah. And he said he's going to help them. So do you think that means he's going to be in the next Thor film? Um, well, exactly. I oh, mean, I would have thought so. Oh, absolutely. And we know that Bruce is going to be in it. Yeah. And it's based on Planet Hulk from the comics. Oh god, yeah. I'm not even worried about it because again, it sounds so shit that it has to be good. No, I, mean, I, can't, I can't. I can't wait for it. <laughs> it involves Bruce and Loki. Yeah. The last time we saw them was puny God. It's true. Yeah. It's a I'm, reunion. It'll be. It will be really. I mean, it's it's a whole different branch. It's just branched in a completely different way. Well, what the hell is Odin doing? Where, Where is, is Odin? He? Where has he gone? Anthony he's, Hopkins. He's gone senile. <laughs> and he's gone for a walk. But like, as far as we were concerned, Loki was quite happy. The end of Thor to the Dark World on his throne. But I mean, how long can you impersonate Odin? someone? You know, I mean, okay, yes, you look like them, but... And long... I suppose it was his dad, so he's got a head start on knowing... <laughs> on knowing his characteristics. But still, yeah. But will I wonder how much they'll explain what's happened, or will they jump straight and... into Thor being like... Do you, well, you should have watched Doctor Strange. Do you think <laughs> Stephen Strange will go to Asgard? Yeah, I, I can imagine that, yeah. I do. Because I think... they kind of set up the whole multiverse thing quite well, so he's obviously fully aware that... Him meeting Heimdall could be potentially... Oh, I'd like that. Interesting. I love Heimdall. It's good. Can it'd I also like a, mention... It'd be like a, a deep voice-off. <laughs> villain-wise. Villain-wise. The villain from Stephen Strange, I mean the... Oh, like the big Gal- Galactus, Galactus from Fantastic Galactus. Four. Yeah, what, what, what is that? What he's called, Galactus in Fantastic yeah, Four, space yeah. cloud thing. Yeah, I remember him from the cartoons. Yeah, I remember his. What was he? But again, he's purple. He's evil. Galactica. Galactica. No, it was like Domino. Oh yeah, it was Don Domo Do Domo Duo. Domo Duo. Which sounds like a laxative. <laughs> I remember I feeling confused because the um the who's the guy again the bad the baddie who was the, the kind of mentor Mordu Mordu it was Mordu. like Morno Dodo it was something like really similar Mordu. Mordu's the bear in Brave that's Mordu yeah that's Mordu, it's Mordu Mordu yeah. 
Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a couple of gins and the names go out the window. Um, should, should this be a situation oh. where we Google what the Morgoth? No, Morgoth. I think it's it's like Morgoth. Morgoth. I think it's more, more true to form if we if we admit that. Like, I often don't remember the names of the like Malekith the Accursed. I oh, only know God. because everyone makes fun of him. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston is his name. The Dark Elf. Chris Ack, the Dark Elf. That guy. <laughs> Um, so while the, Laura, the space cloud one, I mean, while Laura's, you know, um, Galactus for a one to While Laura's looking that up, I think we should add in our final thoughts so we can wrap up this spectacularly um, uh, coherent, lucid podcast. What are your final thoughts, Kylie? What are my final thoughts? I'm still thinking about the last thing. Oh, Will well, the villain appear again? Or is he just pointless? He's called Carl Mordo. What? what about the other one? What about the space one? The, the space villain? The space one is the one we're thinking of. Oh, sorry. Mordo yeah. we knew. It's Mordo. the space one. And then, yeah, Kaecilius. Kaecilius. Yeah. <clears throat> and this... Dormammu. 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 It sounds like a meal. <laughs> Dor- we'll have Dormammu. Some Dormammu with some metamame beans, please. Oh, yum. <laughs> that sounds really nice. How would you um, yeah, I mean, these guys are big players in, in the Marvel world, aren't they? In the comic universe. But, like, do you feel with villains, sometimes it's like, how can you... Obviously, you have a bad guy and then another bad guy, and does each one have to trump the last <laughs> villain? I mean... Nothing can trump Loki. <laughs> I think, though, that what they did in Civil War really was a, such a great twist. He on... was such a good villain. I love him. Because he was a real person. Yeah. And also the fact when they were like, oh, well, you failed. And he says, well, did I? Did because I? Uh-huh. we knew that he was out to implode the Avengers, to make them you know, and he did. fall in on themselves. And he actually did succeed in that. And it's nice that knew. they didn't wrap him up at the end that yeah. it like that Black Panther stopped him from killing yeah. himself because yeah, a lot of time the villains are like I'm so evil you can never defeat me and then it's like ha ha now a, you are defeated he and then was you think, a Paul. real person he was a man yeah, no, that's why I liked him a lot I mean yes there were there were things that you could you could pick holes in like I mean the timing of things seemed tenuous at times but it was a convoluted Plot of his, I mean, maybe, at the but... end, at the end <laughs> of the day, I mean, they couldn't top Loki in terms of like, you know, theatrical. Theat- well, exactly. I mean, theatrical he is Shakespearean a yeah. villain, and in actual fact, they just went completely in another direction, and they got someone who is who was a family man, a man who fought for his country, just a normal person, but who was well, actually... he wasn't like some Sokovian <laughs> SAS. But, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. But and I mean, he was been... clearly. He was clearly really capable of like um, mm. decoding the stuff yeah. that was put onto the web by um, Black Widow. But he's but, a human. But he's a human. He a regular was, human guy. He was a mature villain for a superhero film. Yeah. It was a mature film because it wasn't like some big CGI face in space. Like, yes, that's what I mean. Not detracting there... from Doctor yeah. Strange. But it was a completely different... I kind of feel like, is that the thing with villains? Maybe some we of should... Them are take villains into the next episode i would like i would like to talk about villains. well then let's wrap let's up for now talk about it further then yes well that's a goodbye for me and join us in our next episode this is amy goodbye uh g- goodbye from laura sorry i didn't know what the looking at me meant i thought i don't know what i thought <laughs> farewell okay right. so long
Auf Wiedersehen. Adieu. Adieu.